Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune. Covering breaking news and current events as it pertains to Bible prophecy. Loudly declaring the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. For we are wasting here, waiting for His cleansing return, because the end is where we begin. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune. This March the 17th, 2018. This proverbial countdown to destruction, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the Saudis have entered the game saying that, well, if Iran's going to have nukes, we're going to have nukes. And, ladies and gentlemen, the Israelis have no intention of letting anyone obtain nukes that's even remotely associated with the Arab League of Nations. This week we had a huge coronal hole appear on the sun on the magnitude of 800,000 kilometers across the face of the sun. Absolutely off the charts. I've never seen a hole with this birth appear on the sun. Ladies and gentlemen, we've had the Saudi crown prince in the news several times this week. Now he is being insulted officially by the Iranian government. He's being called, among other things, a simpleton. And the American Christian church is too busy watching the ball game to realize that the pressure cooker that's sitting in the kitchen is way too high. Ladies and gentlemen, I strongly suggest that you fasten your seatbelts and get your trays into the upright position. You want to know why? Because when the rubber hits the road and the Lord your God stands up, oh my goodness, is there going to be one whopping shockwave. Why, you're going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie.
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune. Well, Clinton, how's your week progressed, and what's been catching your eye in the news? Well, you know, my uh, my week's been been good in a personal aspect. You know, being able to hang with, out with my wife and and just have things perspective from that standpoint. When it comes to looking at what's going on with the world. Um, I know that Brian had talked about a couple of weeks ago how you didn't even need to really pay much attention to the news during the week, but then on Friday and Saturday, everything would explode. Well, this last week was completely the opposite. It started on Monday, and it just ramped up every single day after that. Yes, it did. Uh, it is escalating throughout this week, most unpredictably. I noticed that myself, and I didn't know how to process that, actually, but I'm quite sure that Brian's going to have quite a lot to say about it. You know, I I had a lot of interesting emails this week, uh, Clinton. Uh, You know, you would think with the – all the hubbub – um, of we have a president uh, currently that is pro-gun, right? So you would think that um, when you check the history, uh, gun sales are always up during uh, presidents that are pro-gun. And uh, some very serious economic news caught my attention this week concerning that very thing. It's almost like everything's out of kilter. Uh, Amazingly, we had detrimental things announced that would affect tens of thousands of employees. Now, this is a consumer-based business, and the problem is, is that the very next day, Clinton... Uh, they come out with a report that the U.S. Uh, consumer confidence is like at all-time highs. It's just soaring. I mean, one of these news items must be lying. They they must be. So we truly are in the era. A fake news. I mean, when it's pretty well common knowledge that the stock market is going up because these corporations are buying their own stock, and yet the sales are so far down that the common people just don't get it, that what they're doing is, ladies and gentlemen, they're taking out loans to make payroll. The employees just aren't smart enough to get it. It's loans that's paying their paychecks. The stockholders take the actual profits. And I'm sorry if I'm the one that informed you of that. But these people that Clinton was referencing last week, that's what they're doing. 
The employees don't even know it. So I'm sure this is going to be quite the interesting episode as far as news goes because the news cycle, as Clinton stated, was out of kilter. Something wasn't right with the news progressing like that. Almost like the news cycle is out of somebody's control is the way I would kind of look at it. But Brian, how's your week been? And uh, what's been catching your eye in the news this week? Well, considering I missed what that previous statement may have been, um, I'm kind of a little, without knowing what was said, I'm a little baffled on things being out of disarray because it's not what I've seen at all. Personally, what I've seen going on in the news this week is, well, everything's continuing forward on the exact same path that we've been stating it's going to go in for how many years now? Every little dot keeps connecting across the board. So um, once I have more insight into why that comment was made, then I can maybe say something further later on. Well, here, I'll give it to you. Clinton said something was wrong because you were correct last week that usually they wait off until the end of the week and blow a bunch of news. They wait till till Friday, you know, Thursday, Friday to blow a bunch of news. But this week they didn't. This week it started rolling out on Monday. Now, Brian, you and I both know we're not supposed to have big news items Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's not supposed to build the entire week. It never does. It never does. So Clinton had taken notice of that, that for some reason the news didn't pop late in the week. For some reason it, it was escalating the entire week. So almost like those contractions almost like those contractions are getting closer, huh? That that yes. seems to be the very thing folks if we keep our if we take our eyes off it for a moment we get caught by storm later in the week you see everybody i was getting a little lazier on looking at the news only um like three times in the midst of the regular work week and then through the weekend no not this week and on top of it as i'm going through all my outside news sources from overseas here today I kind of was reminded I need to keep an eye on both of my news programs working in tandem because there's a whole bunch of things I missed throughout the week just by looking at westernized Reuters. There's so much that's happened this week, it's utterly insane. That's right, Brian. It's like the contractions are getting closer together. And this has knocked... The controlling agent, obviously, out of kilter. I'm not afraid to say it, ladies and gentlemen. Have you checked the stock market? Just the stock market? It just goes up and up and up. I mean, we'll have to, we will have the end of quarter reports. Nobody made any money, yet the stock market goes up. Even the linchpin, Apple, 
Apple sales crash. Stock goes up. It's obviously being controlled. I mean, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, um, my point is, is that the controlling agents have been knocked out of kilter. They are losing their firm grip, shall we say. I mean, we got a whole lot of people that I know personally that's going to have to scramble to find a new place to even do their grocery shopping. That stocks went up this week. <laughs> stocks went up. And all the employees are just... Ladies and gentlemen... Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't got that gut feeling something's wrong, it's because you're about to be sucker punched, ladies and gentlemen. Because everybody knows that when someone knows they're getting ready to be punched, when they know this person's getting ready to take a swing at them, they get butterflies in the in their stomach before the actual blow to the gut comes and they feel like throwing up. Okay? So if you don't have that feeling, it's just because you're about to be sucker punched because you don't know it's coming. And you can take that to the bank. By all means, please do. Well, Clinton, you have the floor. You know, um, I'm going to do my best to try to go through as, as much of this information as I can. Um, like we mentioned earlier, the, the news is coming out so quickly that, I mean, the best way to look at anything is, I mean, you know, look at my Twitter and you can see all the different news articles that are popping out. All have, you know, prophetic significance. And, and it's, getting, it's getting out of hand. Um, and, and I'm just going to start with talking about just something that just kind of shook me to the core in, in a, a weird kind of way. Um, I mentioned, you know, last week talking about how the system is put into place on how it's similar to, in an essence, the matrix. And a lot of other people have talked about how, you know, the, the economic system is based kind of close to being the matrix, but there's something that came out this week that is just like that. And, and the best thing I can do is it was all over the news, but this one's from the evening standard um, Silicon Valley entrepreneur, Sam Altman joined startup company, Nectome a waiting list to upload the contents of his brain onto computers so that his consciousness can live on, on after he dies. Now, Nectomi was founded in 2016 by a pair of MIT researchers. And uh, most recently, um, at MIT Technology Review, Nectomi's founder, Robert McIntyre, uh, said that the process will involve a high-tech embalming technique, which causes customers to die. The living individual will be hooked up to a machine, which pumps them with embalming chemicals, a method which is 100% fatal, the company claimed. 
The user's experience will be identical to physician-assisted suicide, Mr. McIntyre said. McTomey said on its website, our mission is to preserve your brain well enough to keep all of its memories intact from the great chapters of your favorite book to the feeling of cold winter air, baking an apple pie, or having dinner with your friends and family. This is crazy. I remember coming across something like this on CNN, you know, months ago about, you know, a researcher that had somehow downloaded his consciousness onto the internet and he was able to talk back. And I, I didn't think much of it, but now we have Silicon Valley that is actually having this billionaire has already paid his $10,000 to be put on the wait list to have his consciousness downloaded so he can live eternally on the web. So this just made me think, you know, I mean, what kind of society are we headed towards? This, this merge between man and machine, this merge between man and animals. I mean, there was a report that came out that now they're talking about actually mixing human and ape DNA and trying to make a hybrid species between that. I mean, the, we're, we're getting into an area of, of human civilization that is only similar to possibly the the Babylonians back, you know, when the, the Tower of Babel was destroyed. I mean, the only reason I can even say that is because somehow they had technology that was able to reach heaven or come close to it. And now we are getting to the point that we are having technology that is either going to download our tech, our consciousness onto the internet or to merge our human DNA with machines or with animals. I mean, this this is... It's getting to the point that it's insane to think about that aspect. But that was just one little tidbit of something that stood out to me as well. Because I was like, okay, well, that's getting a little, you know, conspiratorial. That's a little crazy to think, you know, that people are going to seriously download their intellect, their, their brain onto the Internet. So I was trying to look for something more kind of eerie about what's going on in the world today just based off of, our social standards. And this came right out of writers. And it's China to bar people with bad social credit from planes and trains. China said it will begin applying its so-called social credit system to, fight, to flights, trains, to stop people who have committed misdeeds from ta uh, taking such transports for up to a year. People who would be put into the restricted list include those found to have committed acts like spreading false information about terrorism and causing trouble on flights, as well as those who used expired tickets or smoked on trains, according to the two statements by the National Department of Reform Communist website on Friday. Those found to have committed financial wrongdoing, such as employers who failed to pay social insurance or people who failed to pay fines, would also face these restrictions. Now, this goes into effect on May 1st. China's truly rolling this thing out, and they're going to actually put in some kind of system to monitor your social credit worthiness. Um, I mean, the, China has flagged uh, plans to roll out a system that will allow government bodies to share information on its citizens' trustworthiness and issue penalties based on a so-called social credit score. However, there are signs that these, the use of social credit scoring on domestic transport could have started years ago. In early 2017, the country's Supreme People's Court 
said during a press conference that 6.15 million Chinese citizens had been banned from taking flights for social misdeeds. This is what is going on across the pond. This is what's going on in China, is they're actually making it to where they're going to have some kind of system based off of how they interpret you as an individual, and it's going to impact your ability to maneuver. Either get on a train, get on transport, or go through any kind of public system. If this, you know, you can say, well, that's just China. You know, we don't have to worry about China. You know, I mean, what's China going to do? I mean, it's not like they own the world, you know, or that we're involved in an economic trade war with China, or that we are actually progressing to a point that is going to make it to where China has a possibility to be the supreme power in the world. I mean, realistically, if you want to, if you don't want to acknowledge the fact that the United States is in trouble, and that we are headed towards a very climactic situation, then you are completely blind. But if you're willing to recognize that we have a situation developing with China that is going to possibly bring war, then you can see the importance of this social structure. I mean, it came out this last week that President Trump signed an agreement with Taiwan allowing free movement between the countries. Now, the thing is, this is completely against the one China policy that China has towards Taiwan to where they see them as actually part of their country. They always have. And the United States has always had the stance of accepting that response and not intruding on our relationship with Taiwan. Even though we sell them lots of weapons, we support their democratic government, and yes, we would like them to secede from China. But the the thing is, the United States has never truly done anything until this week. Until this week when we signed an agreement with Taiwan, recognizing them as an individual country outside of China. China's upset. They're very, very upset. Not only are we waging economic trade wars with China, which we talked about last week in depth, about the impact that that's going to have not only on the Chinese economy, but the United States economy and the world economy in general. But now we have a direct poke of the dragon, direct poke of China in an attempt to disturb them about Taiwan. China's made it clear through the history of Taiwan that if the United States ever does this, it's game on. That's one scenario that is developing out of what is going on with this trade war. Now, we have seen the sanctions and how they don't necessarily affect Russia anymore, how they don't necessarily affect North Korea, how they don't affect Iran, because all these countries are moving away from the petrodollar, moving away from the United States dollar. And this is a direct you know, responsibility from their governments to do this to protect their interests. I mean, if you have a, a government that basically is running the world through economic terrorism, that's what the United States is doing – then you are going to do everything you can to get away from that that system. And that is what they have been progressing towards, and that is what they've been doing. I mean, there was a funny article that came out this last week about how something like 300 tons of gold fell out of the back of a a plane uh, leaving an airport in Russia. You know, they forgot to seal it down, and gold was all over the tarmac and everything else. And there was just pictures of these bars everywhere. I mean, that's what – is going on is is China and Russia are stockpiling on gold because they anticipate the United States dollar crashing. 
Now, if you if you look at what's going on with the stock market, well, the market keeps going up, you know, and has, you know, it's all because of this tax plan, you know, that Trump did, and Trump is so amazing for his tax plan. We already explained to you that the reason that the stock market's going up is because of the stock buybacks. Back when the tax plan was, before it was going to be approved, they talked about the trillions of dollars they were going to allow to come in from overseas, that from these corporations, these large corporations that had money trapped overseas and did not want to bring it in because they did not want to pay the taxes to bring that money back in the United States. So the tax plan goes through and allows that money to come into the United States at a discounted tax rate so that they you know, could buy you know, employees and make their businesses better and, and pay higher salaries. No, no, no. So they could buy their stock. So they could buy their companies. That's, that's what the stock is, is when the company buys their stock back, they're buying back ownership of their company. Because when you have a huge economic crisis that's coming, if you are subject to the stock market to where your re- financial reliability depends on how the shareholders see your company, you are in jeopardy when an economic downturn happens. So, yes, you're going to allow the companies to bring their money back in to buy their stock, which then increases their stock price regardless of their earnings because it's a company buying their stock, and that's exactly what's happened. We've talked about this numerous times. So, you know, anyone that's telling you, oh, well, you know, the, the economy is doing great, you know, everything's doing wonderful, well, it depends on what spectrum you look at. If you are part of the uh, class of Americans, and yes, we do live in a class system, if you are part of that class that you have investments, that you can play the game of the the stock market, if you can play the game of buying bonds and playing with currencies and, and having the disposable income to invest, then yeah, you're having fun because you're investing in something that's guaranteed to go up because the big money is moving in. But we have a large population close to two-thirds of the United States population that does not have that ability, that does not have the ability to invest, put money in the stock market, put money in bonds, and they are seeing their, their way of life deteriorating. I mean, this last week we found that Toys R Us is liquidating every single store across the globe. You know, that's 800-some stores in the United States, another 300 stores in, in the U.K. Just they could not find a buyer. They could not find anyone to actually purchase their company, so they're just going to sell everything off and close it down, and all those people are going to be without jobs. This is a company that's been around for a very, very long time. We have iHeartRadio, the same situation. They, they just declared bankruptcy this last week. And we talked about the numerous bankruptcies that happened last year and how they anticipate the same thing happening this year. So... Yeah, there's a huge disconnect from the class system that has money that can invest and play the game and the class system that does not have money that cannot invest the game. The separation between the rich and the poor. And that's why you have the stock market going up like this and you have traders and investors talking about how everything's going to go up because they're in a stage of euphoria. They're in a stage of of believing that the market's going to continually go up and it's never going to go back down. They said this during the dot-com bubble. They said this during the housing bubble, and they're saying it now. That is exactly what is happening. But if you look at real America, they're, they're broke. They're going bankrupt. They're losing their jobs. They can't find jobs that actually pay what they used to. You know, we, we've had numerous accounts of, of companies like Uber 
that are paying their employees equivalent to $2 an hour. I mean, how are you able to have a mortgage for a $400,000 house when you make $2 an hour? It, it, it just does not work. It does not work. The system is set up to where it's, it's allowing those that have money to actually benefit from it. And the system is continuing. We talked about that once Jerome Powell was brought in as a Fed chairman and what he was going to do, I told you this, what he was going to do. The only difference between Jerome Powell and Janet Lennon, uh, Yenin, sorry, um, was that he believes in deregulation of the banks. That's the only difference between the two. And this last week, the Senate did exactly that. They approved a plan, a plan 67 to 31, that would basically make it so that the banks do not have to hold their, as much reserves as they used to. And they made it to where banks that are, you know, have less than $250 billion with their assets are going to be part of this exclusion. $250 billion worth of assets on one bank, all of a sudden they're going to be able to spend all this money that they're supposed to hold in the bank to cover their losses. And the reason that they plan on releasing this, and again, I told you this is happening, is they are planning on selling their assets. The same thing that they did in Greece. Back when Greece was going through all of their issues and their bailouts, they were told that they need to sell assets to pay off the IMF. They needed to pay off their loans, so they sold the majority of the government bank or government buildings to do this. Now the United States is in the same situation. We saw where they opened up a lot of the federal land so that they would be able to be purchased. We saw that this last week there was a delay that was put on the sale of mineral rights that were going to be associated with those lands. We know that Nellis and Reagan Airport have been discussed as being sold as well to private companies. So we see that everything is moving to privatization. So you allow all these companies to bring money in from overseas. You are going to deregulate the banks so that all of a sudden they can dip into their big pockets, and then you're going to sell everything, and you're going to privatize everything. That is coming, and that is coming like now. I mean, it would have happened this last week with the sale of the mineral rights if they hadn't delayed it. Now, you may say, well, I mean, why don't we just sell those? Why don't we prioritize everything? Why don't – why, why don't we do this? Well, it's one of those things that those set up for success are going to benefit from this. Those with money are going to benefit for the sale of these assets on, for pennies on the dollar. You, you don't think that they're going to actually sell these lands at a premium. No, no, th that won't ever happen. No, the whole plan is you sell these things to your friends at a discount so then they can sell it at a high premium. I mean, that's, that's how this system works. And that is heading down the road right now. Oh, and, and by the way, Trump is also talking about tax plan 2.0 that he hopes to have rolled out by November, you know, to make the tax plan even better to give businesses more of a tax break. You know, he's saying that he plans on having something in there for individuals as well you know, making theirs permanent, but he always harps on the business side of it, always to help the businesses. So, yeah, trickle-down economics is definitely in play. And unfortunately, you can see how there, it, this is causing a separation between the rich and the poor. 
Now, in my home state of Colorado, the best example I can give you is the election that happened before Trump was elected was a midterm election. And in that election, there was counties on the western part of Colorado that voted or had the opportunity to vote to secede. They wanted to make their own state. And part of the reason that they wanted to do this is because Denver, Colorado Springs, Pueblo, the main population centers had so many votes compared to the western half of the, of the state of Colorado that they were controlling all of the legislation, that they were making sure that everything got passed to benefit the people on the eastern half of the state, not the people on the western half. So they actually had a vote, and it almost passed to secede at that point. We're talking rural America versus the cities. When you look at the election map, when Trump was elected this last time, the major cities were blue, the rural areas were red. That is what's happening to the United States right now. You know, people are saying that this, this you know, rise of nationalism, this rise of the conservative right, this rise of the neo-Nazis, the rise of all of this crazy stuff that's happening across the globe is just based off of hatred. But you control everything based off of economics. If you sit there and you have rural people where you're taking their jobs away, you're closing down their businesses to where they can only buy things online and then they don't have a job to go to so they can't buy anything, so they have to leave, those people become bitter. Those people become hated. Those people hate whoever they want to hate, and they have no one to blame because they've been indoctrinated to believe that one party or the other has their benefit, has their back. And the truth is neither party does. Each one has their constituents that they want to back, or the ones that give money to their program, to their election, to actually get elected, those are the ones that they actually back. They're not going to back the average American that's sitting out on, you know, in the middle of nowhere that has a small little farm that can barely pay the, the you know, taxes on it. They're not going to actually help that person because, well, that person will end up losing it to the bank. The bank will then sell it at a profit to some wealthy person that put a big house on there and the property values will go up and then taxes go up. So it's actually a benefit for them to disregard you. That's how the system is set up. That's how you have the disconnect between those that play the game and those that don't, those that have means to play the game and those that don't have the means to do so. That is what the separation is going on between the United States. And it is being twisted in a very negative way. And, and the reason that I say it's being twisted in a negative way is you look at the walkouts that the students across the United States did through the high schools where they walked out of the school to protest gun violence. Okay, the, the whole freedom of protest is something that is very very valuable as part of our democracy. If we lose the ability to speak out and protest no matter what age we are, then we lose a major, major aspect of our democracy. And I don't care if you're a child or an elderly person. If you don't like the way that your country is going and you stand out and, and make your voice known in the way that these students did, my hat is off to you. Because you made your stance known. You may not have people agree to you, but you did it. You stood up for your right, to, for your expression. Now, the problem is, is the hatred that comes out of that. And the hatred is very, very aggressive at this point. 
I mean, we, I, I tried watching Fox News, and, and the way that they were talking about some of these students and disregarding them based off of their age or disregarding them because they have no idea what they're talking about, when do we accept that we're all in this together, that we are all seeing this country progress in a way that none of us want to see it because it's heading to division and war? If you don't want to admit that, then, then you've got to wake up. We are so divided as a country right now. And, and you can name every different facet, you know, based off of race, based off of economics, based off of political standing, based off of, you know, ethnic origin, based off of country, wh whatever you want to say, we are divided. And the separation is getting worse. It's just continually getting worse and it's going to get worse. Now, it, if you want to look at, for instance, like what's happening, for instance, in, in the Trump administration, that is the separation as well is we have a commander-in-chief that is showing the American people that it's okay just to fire someone if they disagree with what you're saying. I mean, we had Rex Tillerson, we had um, uh, Cohen, uh, the economic advisor, um, that were, were fired, and, and numerous other people that were fired. Um, and and it's, it's getting the point that we've had over 20 people leave the Trump administration since he's been in power. Now, I was trying to wonder why all of these mass firings it doesn't make a lot of sense unless you look at it from the directive of the 25th Amendment. I've talked about the 25th Amendment before, but basically what you have to have is you have to have at least a majority of the 15 cabinet members that work under the President of the United States vote and say he is not competent, plus the vice president. So as long as you have eight cabinet members that say, hey, we do not agree with this guy and Mike Pence go along with it, they can oust the president of the United States. So what Trump is doing right now is he's firing everyone in the cabinet that disagrees with him. So that way they won't be able to come up with the eight to actually do the 25th Amendment. That is what the agenda is that's going on with all of these firings right now. That's the plan is you put people in place that will do whatever you ask them to do. And when you think of the way that our society is moving, with the lack of care for those that are the less of us and the more care for those that have a lot, we're headed for a very, very destructive turn. I remember hearing, um, you know, uh, you know, an old saying that basically said that a, or a, a nation is graded on how they treat the least of them and how we treat our homeless right now, how we treat our veterans right now, how we treat the people that don't have quality jobs right now. That is what our country looks like, not how the stock market's going, not how things are progressing like that. That's how we are set up. Now, one other thing I wanted to talk about is this whole thing that's going on between the spy, you know, that the Russian spy and his daughter that were poisoned in the UK and how, you know, it, this is a massive investigation where there are people are being put in quarantine in the UK and tested out for this poison. And they're saying that the poison can only be traced to Russia. I mean, the U S the UK, France, Germany, all came out saying that this can only be traced to Russia. Now, Russia is saying, well, we destroyed all of these chemicals back in the nineties. The United States is supposed to do the same as well. They didn't. So this is coming from the United States, not from Russia. Well, of course, no one believes that stance, but that's what they're saying. So since then, the U.K. has expelled 23 Russian diplomats saying, hey, 
things are getting serious. We're pulling our, your diplomats out of our country. So Russia in turn says, okay, we are taking out 23 of your diplomats. They're no longer allowed to be in Russia. Also, the United States sanctioned 19 Russian individuals and five individual groups for meddling with the election. So the United States government actually truly recognized that Russia meddled in the election, and they also came out saying that Russia has been meddling in our power grid, saying that they've been hacking into the power grid and monitoring, just monitoring, just watching how we do our security measures, how we do everything, and they haven't technically done anything yet to the power grid, but they've been in there for over a year. So this whole thing is heating up drastically between Russia and the rest of the world. And we know what's happening in Syria is all Russia's in the midst with that. We know what's happening in Iran, and, and everything is mixed in there. I mean, Netanyahu came out and told Parliament that he <laughs> has been told that Trump is going to pull out of the Iranian deal by May. So May is turning into a very big point right now because we have our meeting with Trump and North Korea that's supposed to happen before May. We have the uh, nuclear deal with Iran where the United States is supposed to pull out of it by May. We have the 70th anniversary for Israel and the uh, moving of the U.S. embassy that happens in May. You kind of see the drift of how things are happening. Now, before it even gets to May, there's one other weird thing that no one's really talking about, and that is this Chinese satellite that has lost its orbit around the, the, the Earth. Um, basically, they've known about it, and I talked about back, I think, in November, when they lost control of it, and it started making an, uh, an orbit that was ultimately going hit to the, hit the world, hit the globe. Well, they originally said that it was going to happen between March 24th and April 19th. But no, as it gets closer, then they can kind of narrow down when they anticipate the actual satellite coming in. And they're saying that the satellite is going to probably come in between March 30th and April 6th. Now, the problem with the satellite is it's been in space. It has bacteria. It has rocket fuel. It has who knows what on this Chinese satellite that is orbiting the Earth. And the only indication they can give us of where it's going to hit where this bacteria may fall, because they're warning everyone, do not touch this stuff. You know, do not drink the water it lands in. Do not go on the land that it touches. But the only indication they can give us of where it's going to fall is between the 32 parallel on the north, or the 43rd parallel on the north, and the 43rd parallel on the south, which basically encompasses the majority of all livable area within the world. So this is happening within the next, hmm, Two weeks. So just adding on to all of this, that's just a piece. That is just a tiny piece of all the things that have been happening this week. And Matthew, before I hand it back over to you, all I have to say is we are heading to something very, very quickly. It is moving so fast at this point that we, we may see something develop in Syria in very, 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 very soon. So I'll hand it back over to you, Matthew. Well, let me let me add a little bit of fuel to your fire there. Clinton, we're going to stop the sanctions on Iran. Okay, I'm just going to just going to tell you this. I already shared the article on air 
even give you the names of the specific companies that were talking to the POTUS about building the nukes for the Saudis. Correct? Yep. Now it sinks in, right? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Clinton. Well, we have an arms dealer as president of the United States. I mean, he's been selling weapons to everyone, and, and we've talked about how he, to, to keep Saudi's loyalty, we're just selling them the special weapons. And everyone across the globe right now wants Russian nuclear plants. Like, they, they want Russia to build their plants. It's a, it's a big deal. Everyone's looking into it. And the Saudis want this as well. Well, so the United States is like, well, we will help you do this if you stay an ally with us, which, of course, is not going to go well with Iran and not going to go well with Israel as well. There's no way Israel's going to allow one nuclear power, let alone two nuclear powers in the Middle East. But as I just stated, whenever the POTUS already gave Pacific names to the corporations that would build the Saudis, their nuke plants and all the stupid Americans don't realize that the Israelis know exactly what's going on ladies and gentlemen they already have surmised what I pointed out once this public statement was made that we had American companies willing to build nuke plants for the Saudis the Israeli IDF realized that America was getting ready to betray them. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it's about the cash. The Polish don't give a flying rip about Iran, North Korea, yada, 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 yada. Ladies and gentlemen, you know that little spill that that Clinton was just talking about? Let me rain on your party, okay? Look, man, if you don't know that those senators, those congressmen, they don't have to take cash, most of the time what they'll do is, is they'll be offered stock options. Oh my God, surely you people realize that. That's what's going on. This is a kleptocracy, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, let's take, um, we've talked about, towards, well, maybe we ought to talk about Winn-Dixie, the owner of the Winn-Dixie uh, chain of grocery stores. They're all closing. Well, I can tell you what they didn't do. They obviously needed regulations pulled off at least their shipping. And they didn't go to their senator and congressman to get laws passed that would help their business. Um, so they're going out of business because that's how you do it. You just go there and give them stock. And once they become a shareholder, well, those senators and congressmen sign the bills, pass the bills that benefit your corporation. Okay? That, that that really is how it works. And and I know 
I know the American people thinks <laughs> thinks that 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 laws get passed because of the Democratic or the Republican Party. No, ladies and gentlemen, that hasn't happened for decades, for God's sakes. Get a grip. You can check every single senator and congressman. Check their voting record. If they're Republican, why is it half the time they vote Democrat? The Democrats, why is it half the time they vote Republican? <laughs> because the bit look. Oh my goodness, surely you people understand this 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 is the only reason why they vote on anything. Let's talk about um vaccinations. If they pass a law on vaccinations, it's only because before that law was passed, the corporation that was going to make those vaccinations gives stock to those senators and congressmen. Okay? And Clinton did have a little bit incorrect as to why we would sell the public lands, and he mentioned the mineral rights, but he didn't have the entire picture. Let me give it to you. They sell it dirt cheap to the corporations that the senators and the congressmen have already gotten stock in. Because, boys and girls, there's gold in those Black Hills. And you're stupid if you don't know it. I mean, let's talk about the Grand Canyon. <clears throat> They've known for a whopping long time there's vast mineral wealth in the Grand Canyon. They're going to sell it to pennies on the dollar to a corporation that's going to mine it. And guess what? Overnight, those stocks will quadruple. They will increase on order of magnitude on a daily basis. And all those senators and congressmen, they'll, they'll be wealthy because they already have the stock in those mining corporations. And that's why they sold the Grand Canyon for pennies on the dollar. It don't got anything to do with the Republican or Democrat. And it hasn't since at least the last president that authorized the Treasury to start printing American money. They publicly put his brains on his wife's dress, just like they did the prior president that tried to do the same thing. You need to get a grip, ladies and gentlemen. There's no such thing as a Republican or Democrat. The only thing in existence in the United States right now is a kleptocrat. This is a kleptocracy. So, with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen... Uh, I mean, there's some things I wanted to talk about. Me and Brian had a private conversation behind the scenes, and he had no idea what was going on with me, a conversation I had this week. Um, but we don't, we don't talk about those things on the End Time Tribune. That's 
Look, there, there's some very bad things going on in the university's second semester this year. I mean, a lot of you might not know what second semester is. That's that's their Christmas break. Some very bad things are going on with very critical research labs in the United States. If you don't have that gut feeling, it's only because you're about to be sucker punched. That That's it, ladies and gentlemen. So, <clears throat> when and if you go to church tomorrow, you know, after church, continue on with your normal conversations... Continue on as business as usual. Well, that's what God said you were going to be doing. Or did you forget he said that about let the righteous be righteous and let the wicked be wicked and let everybody continue on doing what they're going to do. It's amazing to me that he said these things And the American church don't even realize that they're waiting on him <laughs> to stand up. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the next uh, heavenly incursion you're going to encounter. It's going to be the great day of he who sitteth upon the throne. You're going to have a reckoning with the Lord your God. And then you're going to have the most awesome Salah moment. Everybody on the planet. You better read uh, Isaiah chapter 24 and memorize the contents of the sixth seal in the book of Revelation. Lottie Dottie, everybody knows. Because you've had a divine Salal moment as he's ridden the cloud for glory. His glory. That's what come out of his mouth. That's what he said. He wasn't joking. Okay? Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Lord your God that kickstart all of this. He's what kickstarts it. He is going to have his day. <laughs> and you don't have to like it, but it's coming. And you're not going to have the pleasure of being introduced to his son, until 1,260 days later. And I guess you could play the chariot games like Ben-Hur, I guess. But I'm here to tell you, it's going to be hell on wheels. And you know what? The Lord your God said this too. You're an idiot if you presume that you're going to ascend the heights of heaven. That's a bad thing to think about. He never said you were going to heaven. Never.
Well, for the break this week, my youngest is going to riddle unto us the new covenant. Then we'll play a favorite of my oldest and try to relay the wherewithal you need to be able to renew that new covenant. My name is Matthew Miller, and I am a servant of the Lord my God, and I don't fear nothing. I don't fear the stock market. I don't fear the Russians. I don't fear the Saudis. I fear nothing except the Lord my God. And it is he and he whom I serve alone. Please do enjoy the break. We'll be back in 10 minutes, 55 seconds. Hebrews 8 and 9. Now this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord erected, and not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is necessary that this one also have something to offer. For if he were on earth, he would not be a priest, since there are priests who offer to give according to the law, to serve and copy and shadow the heavenly things as Moses was divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabernacle. For he said, See that you make all things according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he is also a mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. For if the first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been fought for the second, because finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue in my covenant, and I disregarded them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write of them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. None of them shall teach his neighbor and none to his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins, and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. In that he says, a new covenant. He has made the first absolute. Now when it's becoming absolute and going old is ready to vanish away. Then indeed, even the first covenant had ordinances of divine service and the earthly sanctuary. For a tabernacle was prepared, the first part in which was the landscape, the table, and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And behind the second veil, the part of the tabernacle which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid on all sides with gold, in which were the golden pot that had the manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the tablets of the covenant. 
and the buffet with the cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot now speak in detail. Now when these things had been thus prepared, the priests always went into the first part of the tabernacle performing the services. But into the second part, the high priest went alone once a year, not without blood. When he offered for himself and for the people's sins committed in ignorance, the Holy Spirit indicating this, that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while the first tabernacle was still standing. It was symbolic for the present time in which both gifts and sacrifices were offered, which cannot make him who performed the service perfect in regard to the conscience. Concerned only with food and drink, various washings and fleshy ordinances imposed until the time of reformation. But Christ came as high priest in the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of his creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more, more shall the blood of the Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And for this reason he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. For where there is a testament, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is in force after men are dead, since it has no power at all while the testator lives. Therefore, not even the first covenant was dedicated without blood. For Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law. He took the blood of calves and goats with water, scarlet wool, and hyssop, and sprinkled both with the book itself and all people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you. Likewise, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood, and without shedding of blood there is no remission. Therefore, it was necessary that the copies of the things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Not that he should offer himself often, as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood of another. He then would have to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And that's it appointed for men to die once. But after this, the judgment, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many, to those who eagerly wait for him who will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation.
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune, covering breaking news and current events as it pertains to the coming of Christ the King. Now, let's get this off with a kick. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the End Time Tribune. 
it's good to be with you. Ladies and gentlemen, let me make myself clear, okay? We're having massive distractions thrown out there. About Russia, okay? And let me let me relay to you what's really going to happen. You, you all know about all those Nazi conspiracy theories, right? You know, the Nazis went to Antarctica, Nazis went to the moon, Nazis did this, um, you know, Nazis... Uh, really being a part of the search for the Ark of the Covenant, like, uh, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Let me tell you what's really going to happen. If we get into a conflict with the Russians, behind the scenes... American corporations that all the kleptocrats you elected have stock in is going to be building nuke plants in Saudi Arabia. But you're not going to hear anything about it. I bet they've already got the blueprints drawn up. I bet right now they've already got the geologist on site checking the soil compression. I bet they've already got three sites already in mind, and the geologists are already there checking how the soil compression ratio is right now as we speak. And Israel's going to be sitting there in the middle knowing exactly that no Christian American back in the 70s, could have ever figured out how all the nations that surround Israel, all these backwater Arab countries would ever get advanced weapon systems. Yet that's exactly what we're doing. Right now. Right now. I mean, Clinton told us about, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how many billions of dollars he said that we just passed off to the Saudis in seriously advanced weapon systems. Don't you realize what we just did? Ladies and gentlemen, we just... Wow. You don't get it, do you? We're going to lift those sanctions on Iran... You will probably never be told. They're never going to tell you. They're going to let those get started. So the American corporations that's going to build the Saudi ones can begin construction and their stocks can stop, can skyrocket. But I'm telling you, they're not going to let you know about the Iranians starting on theirs. But they're literally going to give them permission to do it. So the American people will allow the nuclear plants to be built in Saudi Arabia. And you're stupid if you think that the Mossad don't know this. You're just flat stupid. 
You know what? That wasn't very Christ-like of me to do. I take that back. You are not stupid. You're just going to keep believing fake news. But, you know, you might want to think about checking in on Pepe Escobar. I'm sure that he has friends with feet on the ground that's going to let the world know when Iran goes forward with acquiring nukes. Pepe's good stuff. We ought to have him on again, Bri. Um, I just needed to say that, Brian, because that's what's really going to be going on behind the scenes, and nobody realizes that the Mossad already knows. They've already calculated. They actually probably have agents that are working on acquiring those blueprints for the Saudi nuke sites. I would imagine, knowing them, But, Brian, the floor is yours. Well, how I proceed here at the beginning, I think, is to address the factors of what you just brought up. And I don't think we exactly are going to agree on a couple of these points. But I'm going to give an explanation as to why concerning certain set aspects about this. Now, as far as what's going on with the sanctions concerning Iran, we're actually looking at a reverse process taking place here. Now, what do I mean by that? Essentially, what is taking place, and this is where things get rather confusing, according to what Western media is saying and what media is stating on the ground in the Middle East. Basically, what is being stated is that sanctions are about to be put in place that violate the nuclear accords that were made with Iran. All of the European Union this week got together because of the pressure that Trump has been putting into place, stating that he was going to break off those nuclear accords. Iran is stating they will basically retaliate in kind. Yet, sources coming out of, for instance, there was a today, a story that came directly out of Iranian news, where they contradict what the Western sources are stating and basically pointing out that the European Union is not stating that within the documentation that was drawn up this week, and this is part of the Western narrative. And this is where things get very confusing because we're in the atypical stage of, well, who's telling the truth? Time will tell. And if you're not on the ground in one of these places, be it you're not privy to those European Union documentation or on the ground in Iran, you kind of just have to look from afar and wait and see how things play out. And that is the big question right now. Is America going to further up the ante as far as those sanctions go? Well, this week already, and they're in the midst of even more sanctions being poured out concerning Iran's role in Syria, 
concerning their role in Yemen. And the list goes on and on of where their role has been in certain places, be it are they the guilty or the innocent, once again, we're not on the ground. We really can't call this unless we're seeing things with our own eyes. And unfortunately, folks, that's really when you want to get to the bottom of something, even concerning going back a little bit in history, going back a little bit further in history here in modern times. This is where you have to spend time looking through the source material to find out what really happened. For instance, if you can find, um, like, war reporters that have been on the ground within all the conflicts going, say, from Afghanistan and forward. I have a book here that's over 1,500 pages written by one of the most well-known war correspondents in the world, one of the first people to hold multiple interviews face-to-face with Osama bin Laden. Okay, that doesn't make him a bad guy either because he walked away from many of those meetings scratching his head. But you have to understand a whole heck of a lot about him, the Mujahideen, Al-Qaeda, to understand why he was walking away scratching his head. That's a whole topic for another time, but the point being, on top of it, in order to understand geopolitics, the entirety of the world, you have to understand some very important things. For instance, concerning America's geopolitical outlook on how they worked everything. I've talked about these two key players time and time again. Brzezinski, the Grand Chessboard, Henry Kissinger. Those same policies are still in effect to this very day. If you do not understand their outlook, the policies that they wrote, the plans that they wrote, you don't understand what's happening in the world as we speak. Now, it would be simple to say, well, no, that can't be, but once you look at everything in light of all the policies, how they do things and did things. Brzezinski himself passed away, I believe it was last year. And, you know, even to add in a further thing with that is after the Ukrainian fiasco, he was actually rather ticked off at America's handling of it, saying that they completely screwed up every single thing that was supposed to happen as far as how his grand chessboard strategy is written. Now, that should cause alarms if you understand the ideology behind his grand chessboard strategy. Okay, they used this in 1979 in Afghanistan. They tricked the Russians into being pulled over that border into Afghanistan, knowing that once you go in there, it's game over. That was all from Brzezinski's grand chessboard strategy. Okay, this is known pretty much in all those circles. You can find this in a billion different reputable documentaries, reputable authors, books, etc. On down the line. Okay, that same ploy was used in Georgia in 2008. We have covered that entire 2008-888 event for years. David Flynn did a very eye-opening piece on it when it all broke out, and we ended up going back because we found very important things going on concerning Mr. Mikhail Saakashvili, who does not disappear. He's still in the news. He went from Georgia into the Ukraine. Okay, what was his role in 
Georgia in 2008? Well, in the middle of the night, folks, Russia suddenly gets a barrage of missiles. Or not Russia, the uh, Ossetia. Barrage of missiles comes flying in after Saakashvili just launches them. Saakashvili is a war criminal. This is common knowledge. Everybody knows this. Okay, he initiated that war. But what happened here in the West while the election was going on? We had, I believe, what is that? Uh, what is his name? I believe it's McCain off the top of my head was running for president at that point in time. The neocons were using this as a running point to get into office at the time of the election between the two, Obama versus the other one. We've got things going back in history where Trump was over hanging out with Saakashvili in the midst of all this. I mean, folks, he's got multiple real estate deals out there with Saakashvili. And the guy is known worldwide as being a war criminal. What he did was illegal. The whole idea, once again, to pull Russia into conflict. What happened in the Ukraine? We've talked about this a billion times. I I really don't like going in these circles over and over again. They did the same thing. They pulled Russia over the border. Okay, this is where we're seeing these sanctions go into place. You see, that, that's that side of the pond. But going back where I started with this, with what's happening with Iran, the sanction um, mumbo-jumbo that's going on, the things concerning nuclear weapons versus nuclear plant, again, like I brought up, this is far more complex than meets the eye. Okay, folks, the, as far as the legitimate evidence concerning that Iran was ever going to be building nuclear weapons, there are experts that will tell you the very same thing that's about to come out of my mouth. Nobody really has an absolute indication that they were even planning to do so whatsoever because the evidence backing it was very fishy. No why do I say that? Again, I brought up the group. The Iranian Revolution, IRNA, was the one bringing forward all of that intel. Okay, folks, and if you go to their website, A, they've been kicked out of Iran, labeled a terrorist organization for their role in the revolutions in Iran. When they showed up in there and started mowing down civilians, they were put on a terrorist list. They were kicked out of Iran. They now are in the Kurdish regions of Iraq. They're also part of, yes, their name is also the Mujahideen. And people, if you don't know what that means, please, please, please go look into it. Because that word is very important. And who they are is excruciatingly important because they still pop up nonstop. And yes, they call themselves the Mujahideen as well. That's who brought forward the supposed intel in the first place when on their websites it states continually that we want to take over. We want regime change and you give us the reins. So, you know, the infamous saying that rolls around out there, we don't negotiate with terrorists. No, no, we don't negotiate with them. We just cross them off the list when they serve our purpose. But hasn't then this been what it's all been about anyways, whenever they serve our purpose? 
you don't understand what I'm saying? Have we forgotten about World War One, the dividing up of the Middle East, and multiple the sites agreement, red line agreement? Oh, without understanding those, none of this makes sense. Not any of it. Back, we're back again, though. Get what do I mean by using using Afghanistan, Mujahideen? This is where everything started. This is the pivot point that led to everything we see now. So then we whip it back around again. Iranian nuclear project. Why is it there in the first place? During the previous regime, during Palavli, Reza Shah, I believe, at the top of my head, and it's hard to keep all these little dots connected and in perfect, accurate motion when I relay them. All right, they started up a deal with them. Iran had spent billions of dollars buying these nuclear power plants. Basically, France and different portions of Europe were the main ones that were behind giving these power plants to them with these deals. Okay, the new regime comes in, and suddenly they pull out. Folks, I have said this time and time again, though, but what you don't seem to comprehend, anytime somebody tries to nationalize those oil fields, it's always been game on. Britain, BP, British Petroleum, had rights to all those oil fields in Iran. Contracts that were signed that were a complete ripoff from the get-go. Okay, this started, yes, in the midst of World War One, World War Two. Okay, do you understand how it is that they found those oil fields in Iran in the first place? Because, you know, for me that spent a vast amount of time in history, this is fascinating. They actually used the old uh, historical records of the infamous areas that the Zoroastrians had pointed out had natural fire continually coming out of the ground, which did not stop burning. You see, in ancient times, they viewed this as something, in their eyes, of divine nature. Today, that's used as petroleum. That's how they found the oil fields. They tried to nationalize it the first time. BP and the British put in a massive blockade all the way around the Persian Gulf and around Iran. That's stage one when they tried to nationalize. Later down the road, Plavli obviously didn't learn from the last leader what happened. He tried to do the same thing again. That deal was coming up. Either Iran was going to re-sign with BP or they weren't. They decided they weren't going to because he decided to nationalize those oil fields again. So, and the big shocker, folks, I've said this in times past multiple times. The big shocker, who is it that put in this current regime? You don't, folks, for the love of Pete, you have to understand this. Okay, it was the Western world that put this new regime in power. Ayatollah, okay, he was in France at the time before everything broke out and they brought him in okay, France has had their hands meddling in this stuff from the word go since the time of the Ottomans 
the breakup of the Ottoman Empire, when they started dividing up the entirety of the Middle East, all these places were sectioned off to the Western governments, except for Germany, you know, because Germany's bad. They always got pinned in the corner. World War One, that people just don't understand the ramifications of what the Western nations pulled on Germany that pushed them in the direction where things broke out. Oh, it begins to send chills down your spine when you realize the reality of it. You see, though, when the dividing of the Middle East happened, Russia actually was included in those deals. So you had Britain, France, United States, and Russia. Yeah, because at one point in time, yeah, everybody's forgotten about how we were allied with Russia. During World War II, during World War One. lo and behold, once the Western world is done with an ally, what do they do? They kick him in the teeth. Oh, has everybody been paying attention to what's happening to the Kurds? But the Kurds got smart. China and the Kurds in Iraq are in the midst of economic discussions because they realize that the West has used them and thrown them away like they do with everybody else. That's literally what's happened. People have been paying attention to Afrin. Turkey's in there bombing the living daylights out of the place. Syria's at the absolute melting point at this point. There's a two-front war going on as Russia and Syria are coming in on one side. Turkey's coming in. And an illegal war act, mind you, as well, folks. Coming in, hitting Afrin. And the casualty numbers are getting ridiculous. Turkey's announcing it's almost done. All at the same time, they're going into Iraq and doing bombing runs in Iraq as well. Even though Iraq, just like Syria, stated, if you come into our territory, in our airspace, that is an act of war. And you know what happens? As time and time again, as Russia, as always happens with Turkey, not Russia, they get away with it. And the entire international community just looks the other way. Why is that? Oh, we're back to square one again because they're a NATO ally. Oh, that should start making people really start scratching their heads. That means they're allowing them to do this, and there's a purpose. So back to square one again. What's happening with the Iranian nuclear program, with these sanctions, all of this? This is complex, folks. The religious leaders being that, you know, the Ayatollahs and even... keeping these names together, I believe it's mullahs under them, so on and so forth, according to their religious decrees, they state that we're not to use chemical weapons or nuclear weapons. They repeated this time and time again. Even though on the other end of the spectrum, you'll get people in the Mossad stating, well, we actually planted this um, little cookie crumb out there. So now we're back to the next square. Who's telling the truth? We're never going to know, folks. It's that blatantly simple. But looking at all the evidence, because I spent quite some time 
multiple weeks on this factor going through every little ounce of what is happening with the Iranian situation if they indeed were working on nuclear weapons in the first place. And folks, the answers I came to the conclusion of were not pretty because that's when I started realizing that the most corrupt key player in the middle of all this wasn't in Iran. Oh, you don't like that statement. No, he was a neocon that was placed inside of Israel. Still runs it to this day. But I get, you know, does everybody understand that this is one of the mega important connecting points from 1979 and forward? Sadat's execution by the Muslim Brotherhood. The Blind Sheik that was seen in films worldwide. The Muslim Brotherhood was in America prior to 9-11. Nobody knows how he got here. Sadat's agreement with Yitzhak Rabin the massive peace accords that went into effect can't everybody put two and two that both leaders were assassinated you see it's pretty cut and dry because we had filmed footage of what happened with Omar Sadat it's not cut and dry concerning Yitzhak Rabin and once again, this is something I spent a vast amount of time looking into, and the answers you will not like. Or as it was put by one of the high ups within the you know, within the intelligence communities in Israel, it's a lot more complicated than you think, folks, of what happened to Yitzhak Rabin, and if this were ever made public, the damage that it would do is irreparable. So how do we get there? Oh, whoops. Right back again to the neocon that started working in government under Reagan. Inside of Israel. You see, that was the only factor that didn't make sense. What's happening with Iran? Well, has everybody forgotten about the infamous, uh, I believe it was the Sputnik virus, or I can't remember exactly off the top of my head again, what it was called, but the infamous uh, Trojan horse, essentially, they used to blow apart all the nuclear rods there. You see, because they didn't have approval to do that. He was rallying behind the scenes of what places? Netanyahu was rallying behind the scenes at Christian Zionist conventions. To get the means to do this. You see, the administration at that point in time was trying to stop this because they were afraid this was going to lead into a full-scale explosion in the Middle East when things were already bad enough as is. You know, the invasion and occupation of Iraq. What's happening in Syria? Syria is just absolutely and completely out of control at this point. It is far worse then at any stage, I would have to say. Islamic State, for the most part, they claim is done with, even though today in reports you'll find out that, for instance, in Afghanistan, over 60 of them were taken out in strikes just within the last, I'd say, 48 hours, and they've been hitting nonstop targets. The Afghanistan government themselves. 
which kind of makes you wonder what we're doing in the middle of this. That's another topic. But this is how this whole thing gets rolling in motion, folks, is the West comes in. Okay, these major oil-producing companies, they can't afford to even produce electricity, so they ask for nuclear power plants. Why? Because the West comes in and takes all their oil. On top of it, they have companies that basically own all their oil fields. So if they were supposed to keep putting out the amount of oil they need to, they have to somehow supplement the electricity. But then lo and behold, just like Matthew pointed out, Everybody should have immediately had chills run down their spine and every alarm bell going off in their head. The very second you heard that, all of a sudden, Saudi Arabia is getting nuclear power plants. But no, to make it better, Mohammed bin Salman, or as they always with these names, they always break them down to acronyms, MBS as they call him, makes the announcement this week just kind of offhanded in the United States. Well, if we find out that Iran gets nukes, we're going to build them too. Oh, for Pete's sakes, you didn't. You didn't really just say that, did you? Yes, he said it. And this is what Israel's been warning about this entire time. This is what America, this is what all the world has been basically concerned about. If one of these powers develops nuclear weapons... This is going to start a nuclear arms race that's going to wreak havoc throughout the entirety of the Middle East. That's what their concern is. And yet, we always come back around to the topic that nobody ever wants to talk about. Folks, this is um, verified, documented. Okay, I'm not just bringing and making things up. Yes, I, Israel has nuclear weapons. Okay, this is a known fact. Yet, if it comes up in the major circles, no, 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 shh. They've done this as a deterrent. And I mean, look, in Israel's circumstance, I can understand why. You've got this nation surrounded by multitudes of nations that want to wipe them off the face of the earth. And how, how can I be saying this? Well, I'm, it, it is true. But secondly, that's exactly what the Bible says is going to happen. And it, folks, if you think the West is allies with them, you've got another thing coming. Because they may be in all appearances at times... But this is not what the Bible says is going to take place. And they have everybody so convinced that Russia and China is Gog and Magog that nobody can realize what's really coming. No, folks. Western Europe, Eastern Europe, Britain, United States. That's a vast, not all of, it's a vast majority of that coalition. That's reality, folks. I have done the work. I've done the historical work for years on end. I have gone through the genetic work. Okay, these are two things that there's no denying. Okay, the evidence speaks for itself. Even just with the genetic work alone, the historical work backs all of it. Why is nobody teaching this? 
Why is nobody screaming any of this from the rooftops? Why is this not being brought through on the pulpit? Because, folks, don't you comprehend what is going on here? Okay. At a major portion of the time, yes, Russia was a distraction. Not anymore. Because now this is getting far surpassing serious. Same thing goes with China. I've brought this up so many times. How has the policy been redirected? As far as the United States is concerned, this was put forward in their security policy, I believe at the end of last year, stated flat out, Russia and China are the biggest threats. Now they're acting on it. Now, I cannot remember if I brought this up last week or not, and I kind of felt a little bad about it afterwards on air because what happened in Britain last week as far as this ex-Russian um, operative's spy and this uh, assassination attempt with this chemical weapon. Okay, look, folks, this set off every alarm possible. When this happened, and I knew this event was going to be major, and this really is to the point, and it's happening nonstop. Repeat something else again I've said before. You cannot understand geopolitics and how the world is working if you do not understand the workings of the covert agencies. Covert, hidden, overt, right in front of your eyes. You're only going to understand these things by getting a hold of the interviews with the actual people working in those fields, getting a hold of books written by people working within varied agencies as they relay their eyewitness testimony. Sometimes you have to wait for them to get past their security clearance um, timing when the intelligence agencies for national security purposes have to continually um, you know, take a black marker and mark everything out. But in due time, they're allowed to tell the real story. See, then, without this, you can't understand how things work. And this is what we had happen last week, is right into everybody's eyes in broad daylight. The covert was made overt. Now, folks, translate that in your mind, because the Bible talks about that which is hidden shall be revealed. That should make you kind of think for a moment because that was one of the main things that hit me when this started, but it didn't stop because it's actually a continuing thread that's happening nonstop in the news. Now, going back to what happened in Russia with this uh, ex-Russian operative and this assassination attempt. It's a big trade. happened. Basically, a bunch of MI6 agents that were captured, traded, a bunch of Russian operatives, vice versa, back and forth, back and forth. This happens all the time in the uh, spy circles. Captures will get traded. Immunity will be given, etc. That's what was going on with this guy. But there's more ties. There's business ties. There's all kinds of stuff that's going on here. Something... Fishy is happening in Britain, but this is not the first time in history this has happened. This has happened so many times in the past, and it should be setting off major alarms for everybody. Because we've seen this even in the pretext for invading Iraq. 
folks does not everybody remember what they pulled then. Now, and I, I'm very thankful because I wasn't able to read this on my phone because of some strange blocking settings that happened with Twitter. But I knew that this guy was going to have a gold mine. And this is basically what I had pretty much, to an extent, already had to a degree new and suspected. Guy posted this on Twitter in reply to um, one of the tweets sent out this week. was reposted. Uh, he made the reply basically pointing out the fact that, folks, those um, chemical weapons, it was an agreement ages ago, they were taken out. They were removed. And here's Britain pointing the finger. Folks, this is the same pattern all over again. If you don't understand what I'm saying, look into Operation Gladios. You can even find an old documentary from BBC, just to get you up to speed on what that is. This is their atypical pattern, okay? What is Gladios? Well, it's an extension of the intelligence agencies. Literally, the CIA, yes, had a big part of a role concerning this. With this event happening, or not happening, we don't know what's going on. Doesn't that sound familiar lately? This is all part of the massive pretext that is being used by NATO again. The whole entire European Union has condemned Russia. They keep saying there's going to be retaliation. There's going to be retaliation. You continually keep hearing this. In the United States this week, this circumstance of what happened with these new sanctions, with these new accusations, folks, this is huge. Why? Okay, we're not going to talk about election meddling because a story was released in the last couple of days that completely has erased that and made that all disappear. I'm fed up with hearing about them meddling in the election. It's a joke. They made the accusation now that they've been attempting to shut down the grid, the power grid, and completely mess with all the basic things that hold nations together. It was only a matter of time before they started blaming them for doing something like this. You know, if somebody were to inadvertently hack into the grid and flip the switches on these different places, it would be catastrophic. There's no denying this. Okay, but the problem is, is with the stories that were released, if you paid attention to them, for instance, the Reuters article, you'll have this wall of text and then one little tiny sentence in there states that the people that work at those plants say this never happened. Okay. I don't know. Who am I more inclined to believe? The people that own the plants and work there saying it never happened or the reports that come out? Oh, my gosh, folks, you realize where this is leading. I have been warning for how long that the United States is getting ready to move on the entire Central Asian continent, which is what? Anything beyond the Euphrates. We have NATO is getting geared up as we speak with this thing that happened with the spy being attacked. I don't even, nobody knows if he's even passed away or if he's alive or anything right now. That's how much the story is completely in shadows and in darkness. We don't know what's happening with any of it. But what we do know is that we have seen an onslaught of forces 
being mobilized along the Russian border. We have seen NATO building up. We have seen Trump, since he got in, going over to these nations, continually screaming at them, if we're going to be part of this NATO coalition, then you guys have to pull your own weight. So what have they all been doing? They've been throwing tons of money into all their weaponry. Everybody getting up to speed to be on the same page. Oh my gosh, that should have set alarms off then. Even as, like we've pointed out in times past, when Trump went over and with the Gulf League, all the Arab nations, when he got together in the Middle East and he gave them all billions upon billions upon billions of dollars in weapon deals, just like they've now done with the Ukraine. We keep going back and forth in the same circle. And now things are at the melting point. Because this, what has happened here since last week when this first assassination attempt took place inside of Britain, oh my gosh, folks, if you can't see the writing on the wall, I cannot help you. This is a major development if you recognize the pattern of how this has worked before. What bothers me the most is recognizing the factor of what started World War I. Okay, at that point in history, it was the assassination of Archduke Crown Prince, whatever name we want to give him, Ferdinand. You look into the history, you find out nobody even cared about the guy. They thought he was nuts. Unfortunately, that's, it's ridiculous, but that's a long, drawn-out history. But it wasn't even the real reality of why World War I started. What Britain was doing in the midst of it to get things rolling in motion, what the other Western nations were doing to get things rolling in motion, the more you look at the history and you look at the steps that pushed everything for World War I to explode, you just you can't believe what you're looking at. Because all the generals were basically collaborating behind the scenes in each one of these nations, making sure we went to the wars, while the actual monarchies, the leaders, had no idea of what was really happening. And that's the truth, folks. Is this what we have happening now? Oh, I would wager to say it is. Because what other patterns do we have happening as well? Well, folks, look, there's been multiple articles released this week concerning nationalism, concerning the different things that are continuing to happen in Eastern Europe. Well, it's went like a flood. All of Eastern Europe at this point has been consumed with nationalism, even going over up into Poland. But is it continuing to? Oh, no. Western Europe's done it as well. It's exploding with nationalism. And now they're all on the same page in a pretext getting ready to leap on Russia. This thing is about to explode. We've watched these boiling points before, but never has it gotten to this. What else has happened as far as the covert overt? Well, everybody, did you see once again the shakeups in the American administration? Major shakeups, and I, I don't know how long I've basically stated this time and time again. Okay, we have no more diplomatic channels, folks. Rex Tillerson was the head. They fired him this week. Who did they replace him with? A Koch brother bought and paid for head of the CIA. 
Mike Pompeo. If you don't know who the Koch brothers are, I would highly recommend you get up to speed on it now because, once again, this is a mega piece into understanding what's happening in this nation, not to even mention the rest of the world as we speak. They are one of the main power players behind the scenes. And this goes back to what I brought up as well concerning that little thing that came out that really makes all of a sudden Russian election meddling into a joke. Cambridge Analytica, I believe it's Cambridge Analytic. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I could pull the article up, but we don't have time. It's just released yesterday that they had broken into basically through an app. They were stealing private information from Facebook. They used that as a marketing ploy to push right-wing politics onto advertisements in Facebook. And who was behind it? The Mercer family. Well, they were the second equation. Big backers of Steve Bannon. Major factor behind this administration getting elected. You see, they're out there messing with the social media. And the comment that was made, even in the actual articles, is enough to blow your mind about how they were going about doing things. They were using people's inner demons against them to get them prodded into voting in this direction. But, I mean, I I, I could have sworn, everybody, we've had the whole narrative that the entire time that the social media was being messed with by the Russians, when it turns out it's always been on our own soil. But I said that from the word go. I told you, everybody, to get your eyes off of these dumb scandals with the administration because they're using that as a distraction. But the distraction has led to um, even more of those sanctions. But the real major developments are what has happened here with this ex-Russian spy and this assassination attempt. This is leading to an ultra explosion. (sighs) Folks, and I mean, that's just it. That's not the only thing. We've had the tariffs. This whole steel aluminum thing, which was announced. Everybody, folks, do you remember I said to watch March? March 2nd. Okay, yeah, yeah, folks, I have a calculation set. March 2nd was the one to watch for the third. I'm being vague here on purpose. It's the one to watch for the third. That's when the first announcements were made concerning the steel and the aluminum tariffs. And ever since then, the stock market up until a few days ago, went into a nosedive again. It was its highest point in the danger zone, basically, with their little warning systems and all that. It was even worse than the last drop. That's basically what all the economic people were stating at this point. That was a big, major thing. And who's that all directed at? China. Big agreement with Taiwan. Once again, this is China's ticked. Because if you understand the history with Taiwan, the Civil War with China, how it led there, that's huge. One last uh, mention of something 
overt and covert. Because we all keep hearing about the North Korea talks. Yet here's what's released on the 16th of March. Spies, not diplomats, take lead role in planning Trump's North Korea meeting. You see, folks, Rex Tillerson wasn't doing anything concerning North Korea. As a matter of fact, all these talks that have been going on as far as getting these peace talks and peace accords in motion with North Korea, it's all been done by spies. And who was the heart of it of America? Mike Pompeo. Folks, look into his history. He has stated time and time again, we need to blow Iran off the face of the earth. We need to blow North Korea off the face of the earth. We need to take, oh, he's not a very nice guy, folks. That's why they said the CIA was taking back on its militant role. Now he has taken Tillerson's job. There's no more diplomacy, folks, because diplomacy is at the barrel of a gun as far as they're concerned. All the military spending proves this. And now it's in broad daylight. The overt, covert. That's it for me, folks. Handing it back over. Well, Brian, the complications of the day. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we're in a quagmire that we're not even in control of, at least not by vote. (laughs) We haven't been for decades. Decades. Decades, ladies and gentlemen. That should chill you to the bone. We've got so many problems on so many fronts. It is impossible to address in one breath. If you understand my meaning. Clinton, what is your thoughts on what Brian and I had to talk about? Well, you know, I mean, I think we've illustrated time and time again, you know, what is truly coming and and the severity of how close it is right now. Um, and, and I just wanted to add one more piece to the puzzle. Um, it was just really interesting that this last week, Israel's parliament actually endorsed a bill that is going to basically make uh, make Israel a Jewish state. You know, they, they technically have never been just a Jewish state, but after seven years of, of working on this bill, they actually came out with something that they anticipate putting on a fast track and making it pass through the Israeli parliament within weeks. Yeah, I know that's in the background. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We didn't have a chance to talk about all the volcanic activity, did we? Or did we? Boy, we certainly talked about a whole lot of economic and military activity, which could certainly be prophetically referenced as volcanic activity. 
But ladies and gentlemen, um, it's funny that this week uh, I had a conversation with uh, John Sartwell. We were describing the things that was going on in America. And it went several places. We talked about what what Clinton referenced earlier, that uh, the rich continues to take from everybody else. So before, the rich had nine out of every ten dollars. Well, now they're up to like nine dollars and ninety cents. But I find it strange that I give intricate details to John Kelly Sartwell. And this very week, we had a pedestrian bridge collapse due to incompetence. I just uh, got a news article. One of the victim's uncles come out publicly and said, well... Use the word incompetence. John didn't really understand everything that I meant until I was done talking. I explained to him in detail that we're in serious trouble. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the steel and aluminum tariffs has major ramifications because most of you have never worked in a factory, have you? I have. And I've worked in a very special factory that had its own foundry. Our our foundry would make the slugs that we would carry into the other part of the factory and machine into high-precision auto parts, engine parts. Valve guides, valves, transmission parts. Ladies and gentlemen, those factories are gone. Do you understand gone? I was explaining to John how when they closed that factory down, me and my wife drove by and watched them dismantling the power from it. It had 16 transformers that supplied electricity just to the foundry. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you the ramifications of this these tariffs on our steel and aluminum. We can't even make transformers anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, those factories are gone. Did you know that? They're gone. Now look, you need to understand that that factory would consume more electricity than most cities in the United States. All those transformers were pulled. All of the high-tension wires were pulled that went to the factory, which was in the middle of a major city. Actually, the largest city in the United States, not on a major waterway. But anyway, that's beside the point. You need to know and understand this. You don't have the power grid to remake that factory that I worked in and was a setup man in. On high-precision centerless grinders. I don't even know 
And take note that I was the manager of a place that was really close to a really big university. And I can tell you that none of those college students that I met would have the wherewithal to know how to set up and operate a centerless grinder or a CNC machining center. Completely incompetent. Completely. They're just, uh, well, the World Health Organization just recently declared uh, there is a gaming addiction disease. That's how bad it is. The 18 to 34-year-olds are just worthless. We, <laughs> we couldn't defend ourselves. But anyway, you need to understand that, that we don't have the manpower or the competence to not only build the factory. We don't have the power grid in place anymore to route the power required. For said factory. And we're running into that. That, Well, I mean, we go to build a brand new bridge and the people are completely incompetent. They don't know how to do it. So we've got serious problems on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. I mean serious problems. So, Clinton, your closing thoughts, please, and your websites and contact information. You know, everyone, uh, thank you so much for your support. Uh, we appreciate you listening to the broadcast, and, and uh, we try to bring you as much up-to-date information as we can um, because, I mean, it's just it's coming at us so quickly. Um, you can always find me um, easily on my Twitter, at uh, Clinton Co-Watch is my handle. Um, I post all the news articles that we talk about on the show on there. Um, or you can find me on my website, uh, ClintonCoWatch.com. Thank you for joining us, and may God guide you on your journey. Brian, your closing thoughts, comments, and contact information and websites, please. Uh, folks, my closing thought is this, and it – Matthew brought it up again, steel and the aluminum tariffs. Folks, you should have known this is already all over the Bible concerning steel. Why? What is steel? It's iron mixed with carbon. But here's where it gets interesting. One of the uh, Greek words from ancient times that is mentioned concerning carbon is G1125, grapho, to write. Rather interesting where it shows up. Let's give the last one from Revelation. When the seven peals of thunder had spoken, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying, Seal up the things which the seven peals of thunder have spoken, and do not write them. I hope that's got everybody's attention. I'd look this word up, folks, because it's all over the news as we speak everybody pretty much knows where to find me by now if you want to follow the news stories over at attention show on twitter thanks for joining us god bless well ladies and gentlemen you can uh, certainly seek me and find me 
No doubt about that. I want to uh, thank the uh, 22,748 new organic listeners we had last month. Um, I'm amazed that, uh, wow, we only have a 1% abandonment rate to people who listen to our episodes. So basically, uh, 99% of everybody that plays an episode listens to the entire thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just amazing numbers here I'm looking at on the dashboard. So, yes, I do want to uh, do remember to thank everybody uh, for their support and their prayers. Uh, all of us certainly need it. All three of us are certainly desperate for it. We do this exclusively because we love you. Um, I just got three messages this week um, asking me why uh, pushing me to uh, monetize this show. Don't do it. They, of course, think I'm crazy. (laughs) They're like, with that many listeners every week, I mean, just your new listeners are more than most broadcast entire listenership for the whole month. That's that's what we do on one episode. So I am thankful for that. And you know, I'm not not going to monetize this show. Not going to do it. It's not why I do it. I do it because I love you because I'm trying to to prepare you for what is to come. The Holy Spirit's made it crystal clear to me. I don't know. Maybe because I knew he was faithful when he said it. That the Spirit would come and reveal to me what was to come. Maybe it's just because I was just a kid and I just naturally just believed it. I don't know. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, Clinton is right to uh, thank you all for supporting us and listening to us and praying for us. Get ready. Because what you've been taught is not what the Bible says is coming. But he's going to accomplish everything he said he was going to do. The only thing the Bible is is just him being courteous enough to you to let you know beforehand what he's going to do. That's all it is. Like I said, you are going to have a Salah moment. Even the Ten Kings know that. And they're earnestly waiting for it. 
Why aren't you? Now, that's a good question. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen. God bless. Godspeed. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.